you for tuning in to this power-packed podcast by David Oyelowo. Are you ready to take giant strides in your walk to success? Do you think you can achieve more within a shorter period? Well then, you're in the right place. This is Success Catalyst. We bring you world-based principles and practical wisdom needed to supercharge your growth and accelerate your success than you ever thought possible. If this is your first time joining us, kindly subscribe and hit the notification bell to receive updates when a new video is uploaded. Today on Success Catalyst, it's time to accelerate. Welcome to the Success Catalyst Podcast. I am David Oyeleye. Thank you for tuning in once again. God bless you. The flower fades, the grass withers, but the word of the Lord remains forever. I am always excited to have this privilege and wonderful opportunity to share God's word and wisdom with you. The word of God is the power and the wisdom of God. And I believe what I'm going to share with you today is going to bring strength, vitality, power, encouragement, grace, wisdom, and direction to your life. All right, today I want to continue and wrap up the teaching series which is started uh, a couple of days ago and it's about how to be happy always and today i just want to give the practical approach to being happy always in the last episode we talked about how our heart condition determines our happiness and without really dealing with that in your life there is no problem you would have been able to successfully deal with and that's the reason why i talked about uh, having a good heart condition and you must be deliberate about it you know success relates that when you begin to get the seed of God's word and you begin to plant it in your heart um, making sure that your heart is a fertile ground and that your heart is a good soul your heart is a good soul and I also explained in the last podcast that the soil is as good as the seed so even if you have a good seed and you have a bad soil you're not going to get you're not going to get fruits you're not going to get profit from the seed that you're sowing so without wasting much of our time today I will just go straight to what I have for you today and we're still talking about the subject of happiness and I believe that it is the wisdom of God which is the word of God that brings happiness you know to our lives and joy is the source of happiness and that joy comes from the word and we saw that you know in john chapter 15 verse 11 the word of god is meant to minister joy to our heart and i said that the unbeliever or the non-christians do not have anything to be happy about they do not have anything to be joyous about because the life of a non-christian is full of mystery regardless of what they have or what they don't have so joy is supernatural joy is supernatural it's not natural and because it's supernatural it is only the children of the supernatural or the sense of the supernatural that have access to joy and because we can be joyous always irrespective of our adverse circumstances therefore we can be happy always of course joy is superior to happiness but happiness has more to do with our emotions it has to do more with our the way we feel and there is no point you know being joyous and you're not happy you know, there are some people who would say that you know you can have joy but you're not happy but that's not exactly what i'm talking about you can be happy always it means that your emotions can line up with the word of god it doesn't mean you are joyous in your spirit but you know in the central room on your emotions you know you are miserable that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the fact that the joy of the lord in your spirit is influencing your emotions and that's what this podcast is all about so we talked about the heart condition that the the problem of most people is actually their heart condition and like i said the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart the matter of the heart is the heart of the matter so it's very very important so the heart of every matter is usually a matter of the heart it's very important and today you know one thing about happiness is that uh, everyone is searching for 
happiness. I believe so. Everyone is searching for happiness. Uh, I believe that every man living on this planet Earth have a major longing in common. They want to be truly happy and successful. We all want to be happy. You know, but sometimes trying to find happiness can really be a struggle. If everybody truly longs for happiness, how come there are so many people that are in happiness? There, 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 there are only few people that are happy in the world, regardless of how much they have or how much they do not have. So the world sets a law for happiness. You no know, people are constantly looking for things or money to make them happy. You know, to feel happier. There is a lot of money spent on by people to make themselves happy. There is a lot of money spent out by all the people making them happy. Type in happiness. I think I've shared already on the podcast. If you type in happiness on Google Books or Amazon.com, you're going to find at least 2,000 books on happiness. 2,000 books on happiness. If people have read all of those books, you ask yourself, why is it that we don't have happy people in the world? Because you cannot find happiness in those self-help books. The whole world wants to be happy, but they do not understand what brings true happiness. And like I said, wisdom is the source of happiness. Wisdom is the source of all happiness. See, evil consists in trying to find happiness without the word of God, without the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the divine medication for how to be cured of all forms of unhappiness. And that's the reason why it's so important to get the wisdom of God, because the wisdom of God is our determining factor for happiness. It teaches us how, you know, how to be happy. And that is very, 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 very important. That is very, very important. So um, today we're going to look at something very, very profound. And it's just so very simple. And I believe that it's, uh, you're going to you're, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. Uh, I want us to read uh, the scripture, in Proverbs chapter 8, 8 verse 32 to tell the says, you know, it sums, you know, what I'm saying, it, it, it sums it uh, up in a, in a very beautiful way. He said, listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful or happy are those who listen to me. Watching for me daily at my gate. Waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me enjoy themselves. All who hate me love dead. So this is talking about, uh, it's talking about the word of God. It's talking about the word of God. That one of the product or the benefit of having the word in your heart or prioritizing the wisdom of God, which is the word of God, is that you are going to happy. It's a joyful at those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my game. In other words, people who pay close attention to what he's saying. Uh, there is a there is an American singer, Sherry Cole, wrote a popular song titled, you know, we're talking about the fact that happiness is a major pursuit of all men. Every man is a, every man is pursuing, you know, searching for happiness. Authors, filmmakers, poets, songwriters, universities have all figured out to market happiness. In um, um, in 1988, there was a popular song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, became the first a cappella song to reach number one on the Billboard Top 100 chart for about two weeks. About 4,000 books were published in 2008 on happiness compared to 50 books on the topic in 2000. See, happiness is a very, very, very popular topic for that matter. Almost all self-books have the increase in happiness as their end goal, and there are thousands of those every year in the United States alone. But which books actually help readers be happy? Most people are still not happy even after reading this book. And uh, I shared a story of a, of, a, of a woman with you in the last episode, or maybe the first episode, Chris Everett, and I want to run through it again so that you understand what we are really, really talking about. The happiness is really not in things. Happiness, it's a perspective. It's an attitude. You really Really don't need things to be happy you just need to have a brand new perspective or a paradigm or a mindset a, a, a shift in your mind uh, chris Everett is the person i want to talk about today you know chris Everett was a legend 
and leading figure in women's tennis in the in 1986. She's a retired American world number one tennis player. She was very successful. She won 18 Grand Slam singles championships and three doubles titles. She was the year ending world number one singles player in 1974, 1975, 1976, 1977, 1978, 1980, and even 1981. Overall, Evert won 57 singles championships and 32 doubles titles. Evert reached 34 Grand Slam singles finals, more than any other player in the history of professional tennis. She holds the record of most consecutive years to win at least one Grand Slam title. Everett's uh, domination of the women's game and her comes, you know, steely demeanor on court and are the nickname of the ice maiden of tennis. Throughout the career, Everett was ranked number one in the world at the end of seven different years by Tennis Magazine, by World Tennis Magazine. By age 31, she was internationally famous, earned $3 million a year. That's huge, as at that time. She's expected to have earned $542,000 per year in her 16 years career. During an interview with a writer from Life magazine, she admitted, have hard enormous success, but you have to find your own happiness and peace. You can find it in other things and people. I am still searching. She says, you can find it in other things and people. I'm still searching. So when you look at these words that she said, you will understand that, of course, it's true to say that happiness is not in things. But for a woman that is very successful and say that she's still searching for her own happiness, is <laughs> to tell you that most of the things we think will make us happy are not the source of our happiness. I just need to go through that to read that so that you'll be sure that things do not really make people happy. Success do not really make people happy. In fact, success at times can be the source of our or not, can be source of our on happiness you know the bible tells us this is a this, this is a christian podcast the bible tells us in romans chapter 14 verse 17 it says the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost so which means that we have access to joy as kingdom citizens we have access to joy now when it comes to happiness you know we first statement like money can buy happiness and that's true Money in and of itself doesn't buy you happiness. Happiness fundamentally is something that happens inside of you and not just something that happens outside of you. It is a choice and we can choose to be happy. You see, the power of choice is one of the most powerful things that God ever gave to humans. The power to make choices, the power to make decisions, the power to choose is one of the, is one of the most powerful force powerful gift that God has ever given to man because you can choose to die and to live you can choose to be joyous and to or to be sad you can choose to be happy or to be depressed so happiness just like uh, love is a choice you know love is not a feeling it's a choice you make uh, 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 you make a choice so that's very very important so today we want to look at uh, some practical things I think about eight of them which I've listed here today that's going to really help you uh, you know to build more joy into your life and we've said that the joy in your life is equivalent to the amount of strength available to you. That's why you don't want to lose joy in your life. And one of the reasons why people are depressed, why people are weak, is because there is no presence of you know, real joy, true joy in your life. Look at the scripture in Luke chapter 12, verse 15 to 17. It says in the Passion Translation, it says, Speaking to the people, Jesus continued, Be alert and guard your heart from greed, and always wishing for what you don't have, for your life can never be measured by the amount of things you 
will possess. You see, true happiness in life transcends having a lot of money. There have been many people who had a lot of money and all that money could buy, yet they were depressed, they were unhappy, they ended up destroying themselves. I have discovered that most unhappy people have something in common. You see, we need to understand, we need to look at and observe the symptoms and the things, the habits, you know, that unhappy people unhappy people usually have and the people who are happy the kinds of uh, the kind of attitude the kind of habits the kind of character the kind of perspective and paradigm that they have and they, they, when we understand this we'll be able to you know deal with our own personal problem one thing i have discovered about unhappy people is that uh, they usually are not contented and they are not grateful you see contentment and gratitude are like twins not to be contented and not to be grateful are also twins. The reason why people are not grateful for what they have is or what they don't have is because of lack of contentment. And we cannot really be happy if we don't learn to be content with what we have. And that's what we need to understand. Unhappy people are not content with what they have. They always want more and are never grateful. These are people, it's not a sin to want more. But the problem here is that the more is going to determine if you are happy or not. And like I said, we cannot always control our situation. The major power we have is our focus. That's our major power. Is our focus and the perspective. We can control some things that happen to us because we still live in a falling world. So the major power we have at our disposal is the power of our focus, what we choose to focus our attention on. We can control perspective. We can control our focus. But we may not be able to control some certain situation in our lives. And this is, this is very, very important. So unhappy people are not content with what they have. They always want more and are never grateful. They believe if they can have more or do more, it will make them happier. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, he said, For your life can never be measured by the amount of things you possess. See, you are never going to be happy because you have so many things. Therefore, you have to learn to be content. That's the first thing I want to share with you today. If you are going to be happy always, you have to you have to learn to be content with what you have right now. Because the source of all unhappiness can be traced to a lack of contentment. Now, lack of contentment doesn't mean that you don't desire for more. It doesn't mean you cannot want more. It means that you don't base your happiness, you don't base your mood, you don't base your attitude on the things you have or the things you don't have. See, it is wrong to base our happiness on mundane things, on material things, things that don't have eternal value, things that don't have eternal relevance. That's that, that's the word that Jesus was saying, that our life does not consist in the things that we have. No, it doesn't. So, being content and being satisfied, being grateful for all that you have is one of the major wisdom key for happiness. We cannot overemphasize this. If you want to be happy, you have to learn to be contented always. There's a scripture in First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 11 in the NIV version. It said, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap into many foolish and ample desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. This version or the scripture is in no way saying that money is an evil thing. It only addresses the attitude towards money. The Bible, the word of God never is against any Christian or anyone having a lot of money. What the 
Bible is against is our attitude towards money. And many times we, you know, many people misunderstand this. They think that the Bible does not want us to have money. For God's sake, which father, which loving father will not want his children to have his money? It's a good thing to have the power, you know, to buy the things you want, the things you desire, the things you love. But the Bible here is talking about, you know, it's talking about our attitude towards money. He started the, 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 the scripture by saying, Godliness with contentment is great gain. In other words, at any level you find yourself, you should be contented with whatever you have. And like I said, I have discovered that unhappy people have something in common. They are not grateful, never contented, never content. Lack of contentment and gratitude are major reasons why many are not happy. A lot of people don't know the importance of contentment and the power of a grateful heart. Therefore, you see, if you are not contented, you are not grateful. It automatically means that you are someone that complains about everything. And one thing people don't know about complaining and complaining is that you can never be happy by complaining because you're complaining from a perspective. So when you complain about things, you know, there are certain people that they complain over anything and everything. Everything. If you're always complaining, you will never be happy. Ungrateful people are hardly ever happy. People who complain are never really happy because they are blind to all the good things happening in and around them for which they ought to be grateful for you see we've said so many things today you have to be contented you have to be grateful for what you have and for what you don't have you have to stop complaining about the things you don't have because they are all signs of ingratitude and it's because of your perspective so lack of gratitude within the blessing of God from flowing to you. This is one of the reasons why you don't want this to be present in your life. You see, when you have ingratitude, you're not grateful, you are not contented, you are not, uh, you always complain. It's, it's, it's impossible to live in faith. And the scripture says to just shall live by faith. It is impossible to live, you know, to live by faith, by complaining over anything, over everything. There are just some people, they are specialized in complaining and nothing really changing your life by complaining. The best thing you want to do is to be grateful for what you have, is to be grateful, is to be satisfied, is to be contented with whatever level you find yourself. So one of the reasons why people are unhappy, you know, seeing those blessings in their life is because, you know, they complain over everything. They complain over everything. And if you're always complaining and always complaining, the truth is you will never see the blessing of God flow to you. To only be locked up in the spiritual realm. You'll never get to experience it because of your attitude. So adjusting our attitude is a very, very, very important thing in dealing with our unhappiness. So this is very important. You see, we give strength to whatever we think about. And there's always something we can find to be thankful for complaining about the challenges we face can make us miserable that's one of the things that complaining does when you're complaining you are increasing your unhappiness because you're always seeing the things that are not working you've forgotten the scripture in romans chapter 8 verse 28 that says all things work together for good for you in other words whatever you are passing through god is a master vine dresser he knows how to make even the bad to work for your good and this is a perspective. So many people have not allowed the word of God to shape their perspective, to shape their mind. Whatever I'm passing through, I know that it's working not against me. It is working for me. It's working for me, not against me. So it's very important. When you are always complaining, your life is going to be miserable. Complaining about the money you don't have, complaining about your husband, complaining about your spouse, your life is going to be miserable. So being content or grateful in whatever we have as circumstances is a choice we have to make and we will find happiness and joy by deliberately choosing, by deliberately choosing uh, to be happy. This is very, very important. So we need to learn to design and recognize celebrate the seeming little and insignificant progress we are making alive 
See, this is very, very simple. It's too simple to be misunderstood. You need to celebrate, appreciate, and recognize the uh, seeming little and insignificant progress in your life. See, the word insignificant is in code because there is no insignificant progress in your life. Whatever progress you're making, you have to cherish it. You have to recognize whatever blessing, no matter how little, no matter how little it, 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 it is, you have to cherish it. You have to celebrate it. You have to honor it. So this is this is this this is very 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 important. It's very very important. And we should not forget our anchor scripture that says, uh, you know, the happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing. But a broken spirit dries up um, dries up the bone. So we have said that money cannot give you happiness. No, the kind of happiness that money brings is a temporal happiness, and that's not the word. That's not the one that the Word of God teaches. We've seen people who have committed suicide, rich people who committed suicide. They were not happy, and they have a lot of money. So we've said something about being content about what we have. You know, being grateful for what we have, focusing on the on the good thing that is happening to us, and not the bad thing that is. You see, one of the things that makes people unhappy or happy is what they have decided to focus on. You can always decide to focus on the wrong thing that is happening to your life, or focus on the right thing and whatever you focus on gets magnified in your heart if you focus on the wrong thing in your life focus on your problem your problem gets magnified then god so when david wrote that scripture say magnify the lord he's not really saying you should make god bigger but we need to make god bigger in our minds god doesn't get bigger but we need to make god bigger than our problems in our mind and when you focus on god god gets bigger than your problems that even your problem becomes infinitesimal compared to the power of god compared to the supply where you can choose to focus on poverty or focus on abundance from god's word see it's all about focus it's all about what you are giving your attention to and that's why the word of god we always say my son pay attention to my word. in other words focus focus is a, it's a, it's a power of focus so we give strength to whatever we focus on so you can decide to focus on your problems and you know the end result you are going to be depressed you are going to be miserable so when you focus on your problems you are making your problems bigger than God and sooner enough you will never see the power of God you will never see opportunity flow to you and that's one of the things that unhappy people experience they never they never get to see the blessings of God it's all around there but they can discern it be unhappy being ungrateful complaining always deteriorates your discernment your ability to recognize progress in your life so it's really really about focus and perspective I cannot overemphasize it everyone has problems when you step in today you just brought them in here with you your problems are not so important as how you are looking at those problems is the way you are seeing those problems there is actually the problem the problem is not a problem but the way you are seeing that problem the way you are responding to that problem is very very important the way you look at that problem is more important than the problem your perspective your focus all makes the different can you see the best even on the worst can you see god working the problems even when you don't know what to do it's very very important now look at joseph's perspective about what happened to him it's, it's almost exactly what we're talking about. You see, Joseph said in, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 19 to 20, after, you know, what the, his brothers have done to him. Look at what he said. He said, don't be afraid. You know, they were afraid that maybe Joseph would put all of them in prison. But Joseph had a perspective. He wasn't thinking like the brothers. He wasn't thinking of revenge. You know, from the from 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 his father's house, you know, to the pulpit, uh, sorry, to the to the pit rather, from the from 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 the pit to Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house, you know, to the prison, and on and on like that. And Joseph said, "Don't be afraid. Am I in the am I in the place of God? You intend to hand me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of men alive. That was a perspective. 
You see, if he was brooding on what the brothers did to him, what would be in his heart was revenge. But he wasn't focusing on that problem. He was focusing on what God was doing with his life. And look at it. Was it not true? Without Joseph, how would Israel have been preserved? Well, that may, not really, that may not really be the best method to preserve Israel, but God used it to their own advantage, not to his own detriment. We must understand that everything that is happening to us is happening for us, not against us. We have a promise in the word that all things work together for good, for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. You see, it is God that knows how to turn those bad situations to a favorable situation, an unfavorable circumstance to a favorable circum- uh, to, 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 a, to a favorable condition in our lives. So that's very important. It says, don't see it that way. Yeah, you hurt me. You intended to hurt me. But God's plan was greater than your intention. He says, I am here because God wanted to save you. Many lives. Now, as a result, it has become, uh, okay, I think I'm reading a scripture. He said, Paul says, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. You see, when you look at Paul's life, one of the things you see is the power of focus, power of perspective, attitude. How you respond to that problem is very, very, very important. And it's the word of God that can give us the right perspective. You can't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to have the right perspective. I'm going to respond to problems. No, 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 no. You have to assure your heart. And that's another point. You have to assure your heart. Whatever God's word has said to you, you have to assure your heart. The word assure in the Greek from scripture means to convince yourself with argument. You have to assure your heart of those things you want to be convinced about. One of the major challenges with people is that they are not convinced about anything. And it's because they've not taken out time to pay attention to God's word. You have to assure your heart. The Bible says in Romans chapter chapter 8 verse 28, it says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. See, God has a purpose behind every one of our problems. So you need to get this and let joy fill your heart. That's it. It's very, very important. It's very, very important. You, we need to get our perspective lined up with God's word. So you need to change your focus. If you focus on your problems, always thinking about your problem, like I said, you give power to whatever you think about. So instead of thinking about your problem, make a decision. Decide that you are not going to focus on that problem. You are going to focus on what God is doing. You know, many times we focus on what man or man has done to us and we ignore what God has done for us. It's one of the major problems we have. So we have to learn to focus on what God is doing or what God has done for us. And when we begin to focus on the right things, we realize that we've been able to banish depression and happiness, sorrow, anxiety, fear, and doubt from our lives. It's very, very important. You have to live in thanksgiving. You have to live in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one of the ways to banish unhappiness from your life. You see, it's not, it's not possible for someone to live in thanksgiving, always thanking the Lord, giving praises, you know, thanking the Lord for what he has done. Because it's it's one thing that thanksgiving does is that it's one of the fastest ways to get in faith. In fact, the highest expression of faith is thanksgiving. In the natural room, if you thank someone, you will be doing it because that person did something to you or for you. In the spiritual realm, it's something you do in advance before you see the blessing of God. The blessing of God is right here with you. The scripture says in Ephesians 1 verse 3 that we are all blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But one of the things that bring that substance shade or makes this blessing real or manifest in the physical realm, it's a principle of faith that brings all of these things from the intangible realm to the tangible realm to the, from the invisible to the visible realm, it's faith. And one of the major principles of faith is thanksgiving. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, talks about uh, 
uh, Abraham in Romans chapter chapter 4. It says Abraham did not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. He didn't stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. In, in other words, he, 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 he decided to focus on the promises of God, not on the problem. That's one of the problems with people. The problem with people is that they have refused to focus on God's promises to them. He said the promises of God is what you should worry about. I use the word worry because that's what you can relate to it. To meditate on, to run over your mind, to constantly ponder, to think on the promises of God. So instead of Abraham thinking about he didn't have a child, Abraham was focused on God's promises because he knew that God was more than powerful. To perform what he has promised. So we need to learn how to focus on God's promises. Instead of focusing on your poverty and lack, you focus on God's word. I'm not saying you should ignore your problems or you should, you should pretend as though you don't have a problem. No, I'm talking about focus. I am talking about focus. So you need to live in thanksgiving. And abundance of grace comes through thanksgiving. It's very, very important. It's very, very important. You need to live in thanksgiving. And when you live in thanksgiving, you are going to realize that the joy in your life is going to increase the happiness in your life is going to increase is going to increase and you learn you need to learn to forgive one of the reasons why people are not happy is because they are owed, owed some hurt some disappointment some regrets or maybe from past experience or what somebody has done to them or what they did to one other person because there are some people the problem is they refuse to forgive themselves even though god has forgiven or god has forgiven to see god has forgiven you you need to forgive yourself and you need to forgive others forgiving yourself is more important than any other thing. And many times when you don't forgive others, you are the one in the prison, not the person you have not forgiven. You see, it's just letting somebody steal your happiness away for no reason. That's the meaning of letting unforgiveness to rule your heart. There is no person living on this planet that have forgiveness or disappointment, regret in their heart and will be happy. They can never be happy. They can never be happy. You can, when God says forgive, God is saying break free from this prison, from this emotional prison. You know, many times we think that, ah, uh-uh, we, we think that if we refuse to forgive someone, we think that, you know, we are, we, that, that person has, you know, has gone away with or has cheated us. No, we are the one cheating ourselves. If we hold unforgiveness in our heart, we will never experience true happiness. So let go of the past. Past ex- Many people are still living in the past and that's one of the reasons why they are depressed. They are still living in the past. So learn to forgive. Let go. Don't hold out. Don't hold disappointment. Don't personalize disappointment. Don't see yourself in the light of disappointment, in the lights of, you know, past circumstances. Then you have to rejoice deliberately. You see, it's something you have to schedule. One of the problems with the, with the law of believers is that you don't get to do all of these things. You have to rejoice deliberately. You have to schedule it. The same way you pray, the same way you do all of those things, you have to schedule times you're going to rejoice deliberately for no reason. For the word has been given to you. For justification, for righteousness, for grace, for mercy, for a blessing of a new day. That's one, one of the things that Thanksgiving does for you. Thanksgiving empowers you to see the things that God has done and of course, to see what God is doing, it helps your focus. So when you begin to live in thanksgiving, to rejoice deliberately, just because the word of God says to rejoice again as we rejoice, not because something, something new really, really happened, but to do the word, to rejoice deliberately, is really, really going to change a lot of things about your life. Then you have to consciously smile. You have to always smile. See, your dressing is not complete until you wear a smile. Your dressing is not complete until you wear a smile. Yeah, I could have talked about smile a lot about the psychological effect and all of that, but I don't have the time again on the series. You have to take authority over your emotions. You know, I've explained how to do that in my podcast and how to deal with anxiety, doubt, and fear. You can get it if you have not listened to it. You have to take authority over your emotions and you have to encourage yourself. Just like David, you know, when he got to Ziglag and all his family members have been taken away after coming from, you know, the master's job. 
the master's walk, God's walk. All his family members have been taken away. But the Bible says David encouraged himself. It was a decision he made. The Bible didn't say the Holy Spirit encouraged David. The Bible says David encouraged yourself. So you have to get a point. You may have to get some point in your life that you may not get encouragement from your best friend. You may not get encouragement from your parent. You may not get encouragement from even the people that love you. You may not get encouragement from your pastors, from anybody that you might have to encourage yourself. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if the devil is going to attack you, he's going to take you out, he's going to come after your joy. I believe you've learned one or two things in this podcast, and I want you to practice them. Now, this is where I'm going to stop, and so I'm going to conclude the series. I want you to listen to them all over again, and I believe this is going to bring tremendous blessing to your life. All right, till we meet again, keep winning. God bless you. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Success Catalyst, and we hope it was a blessing to you. Kindly tune in again, same time, next week. If you have any comments, testimonies, and want to partner with DOTM Global, visit us online at www.dotmglobal.com.ng or comment on our Instagram page at Success Catalyst TV. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. We also encourage you to practice as you learn. This podcast was made possible by friends and partners of David O'Leary Teaching Ministries. Keep winning.